are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked on Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Happy Friday, Carolina fans. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I am so happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you have downloaded, subscribed to this daily podcast that is Locked on Tar Heels from anywhere. You could also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got our five key observations as we head into Saturday's game against Florida State. Let's talk about it. What are we looking for? More importantly, I have a dope interview with Florida State photographer, creative content guru. He does all things when it comes to creating some good stuff for Florida State. I'm excited to have Jamal Simmons on my show today, and he is going to show us what's behind enemy lines. He's going to talk to me about Coach Norville, how he's changed the program, and what he feels like the program is shifting towards, and could it be a potential first, second win of the season for the Florida State against Carolina? I'm hoping not, but you never know, so we're going to talk about that today. So let's hop right into it and talk about these key observations so we always know we pick five things that we want Carolina to look forward to on Saturday at 7 30 on ABC against Florida State top five Carolina takes on the Florida State Seminoles and what is obviously lopsided year Florida State is not ranked Carolina is in the top five in the nation and when you look at that on paper after years of seeing Florida State football you obviously don't assume that that's how it's going to go and yet here we are so Five observations. Number one, defense has to step up. The young guys especially. We saw Kyler McMichael have a great game last game, but you can't give Florida State the confidence in thinking that they can run all over us or that quarterback Jordan Travis can lead the pocket and throw on the run or whether he can use his legs. We're going to have to contain him often and early. We saw that with Hendon Hooker because he really couldn't get in the rhythm, and now we're hoping that we can keep uh, Jordan Travis from getting in that rhythm as well. Number two, healthy returns. I am praying, you know, sending all the good juju for Raymond Vahasic and Tuquarius Connolly. I, Conley, I think that would be great for them to return. We obviously have Patrice Renee and Cam Kelly back in the rotation. They're still trying to get their health back together, still trying to find their groove, and I'm looking forward for them to also be able to contribute more this game. Now, number three, the offensive line needs another big game. You know, we had a great game last game. They were the performers of the week for the offense. They're the players of the game, and they really stepped up, gave Sam Howell time, and we always know we love a patient pocket, and so that's what we're looking for on Saturday's game. We need to run over this defense. We all have um, seen that Florida State has struggled in their defense, but like I said on this podcast that I was on recently, that sooner or later, something's going to click, right? Sooner or later, somebody's going to get it. And nobody wants to be on the wrong side of a highlight reel. So I think it's high time that Florida State trying to tries to figure it out on defense. And I think, you know, what better time than to be a number top five score, take some revenge out, all that good stuff. So I'm really going to need our offensive line to step up yet again. Number four, got to see the turnover belt. I mean, my God, if it's a pick six, a pick, I'll take a pick two at this point. I'll even take you setting us up for a touchdown. I just need something. I want to see the belt. If I don't see the belt, I'm going to be frustrated because, again, great teams help or great teams allow other teams to make mistakes. You capitalize on their mistakes. You make sure that you get points off people's mistakes. We haven't really done that yet this season, and I think in order for us to stay in that top five conversation, that's what we're going to need to do to get to that level. 
Finally, number five, we have to play clean ball. We cannot get in our own way once again. I know I say it so many times, but our penalties have not gotten better. We had 10 penalties last game, and we can't seem to get under the nine you know, range when it comes to this season. So I would like for us to have less penalties. We don't get in our own way. Make sure that at the end of the day, if we lose, it's because the team, other team just played better, and it's not because we tripped our own selves up. So those are my top five observations i will be dropping our playlist of all the good tunes that you want to listen to follow at locked on heels or me personally at candace d cooper it's on apple right now going to be on spotify and we will make sure that you are locked and loaded and ready to go down there in tallahassee but make sure if you're going to tallahassee you pack your built bar more importantly you pack your built go built go is the best work out gel on the market it's five hour energy without the same crash feeling plus it's natural so it's better for your body it's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results built go comes in three delicious flavors peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint my personal favorite built go has helped me break through my wall especially on my long days at work built go is the healthy replacement for my energy drink but the energy is not fake it's lasting and natural. It gives me the kick to keep going and finish my day strong. It has B6, B12 vitamins that are perfect to keep my boosts of energy going. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. We are gearing up for another incredible interview with, you know, we're looking at the other side of the line, FSU, we play on Saturday. So we got to bring some enemies into our court to see what the conversation is going to be. What's the temperature going on there in Tallahassee? So I've got my man, Jamal Simmons, in the building to talk to me about FSU. Jamal, how are you? We're doing good, Candace. How about you? So good. All right. So remind the people who don't know, because I'm sure I've hyped it up enough, but remind people of what you do for the team. Right. So uh, I work at Florida State University in athletics. Uh, I work uh, football, basketball, um, really all sports. But my main priorities are football and men's basketball. I create content for the teams uh, from, you know, from a social standpoint, uh, any type of marketing, things that they need me to do, I'll do it for them. And uh that's about it. Just trying to capture the experience from a visual perspective so our fan base can know what our guys are doing behind the scenes when no one's looking. A hundred percent. So what would you say is the most fun thing you've gotten the chance to create um, at your time at Florida State? I would say probably when our men's basketball team won the ACC regular season title at uh, at home against Boston College. Uh, you know, when I was at Florida, you know, I started at Florida State in 2018 and, you know, football last two years hadn't had hasn't been really well but men's basketball made up for that so I wasn't able I've always been around like I've been around like losing you know franchises I've been around losing teams and whatnot so being with the basketball team that was my first uh, experience to be around like a winning program a winning team a winning culture so to see them uh, you know win the game and whatnot and cut down the nets and then see the banner hung up was uh, was really special and That's I was awesome. really set. yeah it was awesome I feel like Coach Hamilton is everything that I think in my head. Like, he's just going to be, like, this big old, like, uncle that I could just go to for advice and he just give me a hug. Like, is he everything yeah. that you would think when, what I would imagine? Yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, know Coach Ham for what he did in the 2018 on um, the Elite Eight interview. I don't know who it was with, but he kind of gave, like, a really, like, mean, sarcastic-like answer and whatnot. But that's not who he is. He's a very fun, lovable guy. He's fun. He's enjoyable. Um, 
he'll he knows he'll know he knows your name and he'll go to you you can go to him for advice uh from his players it goes from the players from the coaches to even people like me you know he i have his number so i can hit him up whenever i want to so uh you know yeah he's just that guy that just that uncle that you, just that uncle that you can go to and whatnot and just go to him and talk to about whatever's on your mind and then he'll listen uh for sure so yeah i mean coach Hamlin is one of the most genuine men i've ever met in my life and i'm really glad that i've been able to work um, alongside him no doubt now we are on the court but let's switch gears and go to the field a bit coach norville new squad you know new staff new vision what have you and you know of course florida state is not the florida state of old but we're trying to get back there Right. Yeah. So how has the shift been for you seeing the team overall with Coach Norville being on campus? Well, uh, he uh, it changed really quick. Um, it, it all started, you know, when he first got to campus, he met with the players and said, look, this is who I am. Um, I'm going to be this guy. And, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with me being here, you know, you guys are more welcome to, you know, you guys can leave if you choose to. But uh, the guys that stayed uh, were, uh, from what I saw from the winter workouts and whatnot, uh, I was there every single day, 6 a.m. So <laughs> I'd be waking up at 4.30 in the morning and going to the going to the stadium at, what, like 5.30, waiting there for everybody to get there. Pitch dark, you know, you don't know. Uh, it's just long, long days. And it's, yeah. it was Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it, w- it was a hassle, but I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, but just seeing uh, it's a lot more, it's more intense. Mm-hmm. It's a a lot more uh, guys are more into it. They're listening to the coaches. Because uh, uh, the one thing that people don't know is that um, whenever Coach Norvell is talking, he wants your eyes on you. Mm-hmm. So if your head's down, then he'll call you out. Mm-hmm. So they listen to him. And mm-hmm. uh, not saying that the previous coaching staff was bad and whatnot. They worked mm-hmm. just as hard, but the intense level is just a lot higher. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, the guys, they, they've already bought into, they've already bought into the system when he first got there and they're still going to this day. So uh, the record may not show it though, but the little things are start slowly starting to improve and it may not happen this year, maybe not even next year, but, mm-hmm. but give it about probably three or four years from now, we'll be back to where we were uh, in 2013, the nineties and the Bowden era. But uh, you know, the fan base here, they, they're not very patient because they're used to, <laughs> There, you know, I, listen, listen, I'm telling you, like yeah. the fan base here, the expectation is national championship or bust. That's how it is here at Florida State. People live mm-hmm. and breathe football down here. It's almost like Friday Night Lights when, um, if you uh, watch the movie, mm-hmm. it's just like that. You know, everyone go, comes from out of town just to come to Tallahassee just to watch the game and whatnot. So the expectations are very high. So, um, you know, it's, uh, but slowly but surely we'll get there. But uh, the fan base, I guess they need to, you know, understand that this is, this is how it's going to be. We're not the team from the '90s. We're not the team from from where we were during the during the 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 Bobby Bowden era, the um the, the uh you know Jameis Winston um era and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta. It's a new era, so we have to like slowly but surely we'll get there. But it's, it it just takes time. Sorry Absolutely. for rambling on. But, no, you're yeah. good. So talk yeah. about that record for a bit. A lot of people say you know the Florida State record is not reflective of who the actual team is, which makes me a little nervous for Saturday because I'm like, eventually it's going to cook up and it's going to show up. But yeah. talk about this team and why you feel like the record is not reflective of who they actually are. Well, you know, a lot of people from the outside will say that, well, they didn't have enough time because, you know, everything was shut down when you know what happened. Uh, so... Uh, but the one thing that uh, one of our players said uh, to the media was uh, we can't blame COVID. We can't blame the lockdown. 
we have to we have to still because other teams have gone through that and yet they're still beating us. So we have to continue to keep pushing and continue to get better that one little step. You know, the one thing that that, that the team emphasizes, it's it, it's to uh, get one percent better. If you see any of my content that I did, I always shot on, I, on the back of their shirts. It says one percent better. That's what it says. That's what you saw. So it's, we're not looking from, you know, here to the top, you know, by tomorrow. We're looking by step by step by step bit by bit, piece by piece. So that's that's the philosophy of, 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 with Coach Ravel is the work, you know, putting it, you know, getting 1% better each and every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the little things are starting, to, the little things are starting to show. Um, mm-hmm. And of course I see it because I'm around the guys a lot. Mm-hmm. The fan base outside may not know what, uh, may not see it because at the end of the day, all they see is the final score and the record. What they don't see is that, you know, the guys are they're much faster, tempo's a lot faster, uh, they're getting the plays right and whatnot, they're doing this and that. Uh just the just the tiny little things. But uh yeah, I think uh, you know, like I said, it will get better as time goes on, but for right now we're we're trying to get better step by step. And yeah, that's 100%. the philosophy that Coach Norvell brings. Talking about the fanatics, I was actually just on a podcast called Knowles Anonymous. Y'all have to go check that out. But they were talking about your fans, and I've heard it from Kelsey, who I had on yesterday. And yeah. the fans of Florida State are seem to be ruthless. So why is it championship robust, and why don't they allow for grace periods at all? Well, they're not used to it. They're mm. not used to you know losing the beating ULM by one point. They're not used to getting shut out by Miami fifty to ten. They're not used to getting shut out by Florida and Florida and Clemson. You know, each year. They're used to if if we do lose to them, it's by close margins, by a touchdown or two, not by three or four. Mm-hmm. They the fans are so used to the way that that how it's been, uh, you know, in the eighties and the nineties and the two thousands. They're not used to you know to losing. Mm-hmm. And with me, I mean, I'm used to it because I've been around a bunch of teams that have lost, unfortunately. But to them, it's like they can't. You know, they they just want to brag about their team. And you know, 2018, 2019. And uh, they, and even now, they haven't been able to talk trash to their Miami fans or you know, Florida fans mm-hmm. and whatnot about like how great they are and yada yada yada. But uh, I think that's, I think that's just that's the reason why because they're so used to winning, they're not used to this feeling. And at the end of the day, nobody wants to feel like this. Nobody wants to be a loser. Nobody wants to, you know, lose and get blown out in your home, you know, in your on on your on your field, on your home field, and getting blown out on the road. Uh, but in reality, that's that's just the way that it is now. I mean, 100%. every team does it. I mean, every team. You know, we're in a rebuilding process right now. I mean, the Bulls have been in a rebuilding process. <laughs> have been rebuilding since '98. So, <laughs> in due time. Are you a Chicago time, Bulls we'll fan? No, I'm not. I'm actually a Magic fan. Oh, okay. That's might even be even worse. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all good. But also, when I think about you know athletes and fandom and how people have been crazy this season, when you talk about player activism, you know we've seen a lot of that. You know, over there in Tallahassee, and I've honestly been proud of every team across the board who has used their platform for good. What has been so rewarding for you, especially when you're creating content for these guys who are actually using their platform to spread awareness about things like Black Lives Matter and other issues that are very important to them? It's really good. Uh, I appreciate uh, we have uh, some guys that speak out, some guys that don't really speak out because they may not know what to say during a time like this. But the guys that have spoken out, uh, it's been awesome. Uh, one of our players, uh, Jane Lars, would be uh, went ahead and used his platform to uh 
on I think he put it on he put it on his on his Twitter and his Instagram about like what he would do going forward as far as voting and you know helping out the community and whatnot as well as uh one of our defensive tackles Marvin Wilson who mm-hmm. his uh video went out uh, you know it went viral mm-hmm. uh, about how he wanted to change and whatnot and how he wanted to do better and you know help the community help kids out and whatnot try to get their voices heard and you know fight for you know Black Lives Matter and whatnot so. It's really awesome to see that and to be able to be behind the scenes and to be able to showcase it to to the Tallahassee community and not to, and to the world really and to the world in general. It's just been really awesome and I'm um, looking forward to uh, much more. Absolutely. Now, when you think about all these guys using their platform, what has been, I think my good question, I want to think of a good question. What has been the most rewarding for you personally as a Black man in the sports industry um, is there any story that has really been compelling for you to tell or something that you want to share about being you know, a black male in this industry where a lot of times you're overlooked, um, in my opinion, but you do create good things and have good things to say and share? Yeah, well, there's a, there was one time where uh, I was with the Magic and my, my school um, Full Sail, uh, they contacted me and hit me up saying, you know, there's a group of people that are looking to work in the in the film industry, sporting industry, or whatever, would you be welcome to come back? And I said, of course, you know, Full Sail is right. At the time, Full Sail was like five miles down the road from me, so it was no problem at all. Uh, so um, I went there and talked about my story, my journey, and whatnot, and the people that were there looked like me. Uh, there's probably like probably one, probably one white person, but the majority of them were black. And uh, while I was talking, all their eyes were on me. No one had, no one was on their phones. Nobody was like had their head down and whatnot. I mean, I think I, if I remember correctly, I think there was a guy taking notes, but uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, right, right in front of me actually. So, uh, you know, I thought it was great. Went well. Everyone came and shook my hand. I said thank you for coming. And then, as I'm about to go, there's this girl that comes up to me. You know, she was a you know short black girl, and uh, she told me. Uh, you know, thank you for coming to speak to us because it's good to know that there's people that work in this industry that look just like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that was the first time where I was just like, wow. Like, I actually called my mom in the car and I started crying because it's like, this is bigger than, this is much bigger than me, you know, working a magic game and being able to see, you know, all, you know, NBA players and whatnot. It's about like helping out, helping out the generation behind me. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized that I wanted to, work my behind off for that for those people mm-hmm. so they can look at me and think like oh this guy right here you know shoots for the magic he shoots for the for, for florida state he shot for the wizard he shot for you know south carolina so uh i want them to see me that you can be that you can be you can be a content creator and work in the professional industry you can uh you know work in the polit- politics sports entertainment whatever the case may be you don't have to be an athlete or a rapper mm-hmm. or what and whatnot you can do whatever you can as long as you set your mind to it. And that's, you know, that's uh, really one of the motivation as to like why I do what I do to keep pushing and grinding for those people that want to be like, that want to do what I do. So that's uh, one story that sticks out to me. That's beautiful. Honestly, that almost got me a little teary there. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you got <a> tissue? <laughs> right. That's, that's my girl moment of the show. Uh, I, you know, I think that's so powerful because it is so important because a lot of yeah. people assume, I'm sure when you're on campus, they probably like, okay, when are you going to practice? You're probably going out on the field. And you're like, no, I film it. Like, you know, I'm the, I'm the content guy. So I think it's so important to show different aspects of the sports industry and that you can do something beyond just be the athlete or even a commentator. And, you know, it's yeah. so great for you. But when you think 
think about, you know, Florida State and this game on Saturday against Carolina, like what will it say if Florida State wins or if they lose close? Will you see progress still in the 1% like your matchup that you were talking about? Or do you think it's high time that the Knowles get a W? I feel it. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it it, it it all depends. I mean, yeah. I had I had this feeling when we went up against Georgia Tech, when we went up against Miami, when we, when we went up against Notre Dame, and even Jacksonville State. Uh, you know, really for us, it's it's anyone's game because we have the talent, we have the speed, the agility, the quickness. We got everything that you could ask for, but it's just having to do it for sixty or however sixty yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, sixty minutes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I think it's sixty minutes. But uh, yeah, sixty minutes. Uh, do it. Do it for that period, long period of time, and not just for the first half, the second half. If we win, it shows that we're progressing uh, as far as uh, how we've grown from the Georgia Tech game to now. If we lose, um, I feel like if if long if we give it enough effort, if we show that if we show if we show that you know what that we're fighting, we're competing, and we're not let we're not going to back down and whatnot. I think. I don't think I know Coach Norvell will be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he mentioned it uh, in his availability that he was proud of the way our guys fought, despite you know we lost. Uh, it was in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame. Uh, it was like 42, 42 to like twenty seven, mm-hmm. and um, they were at like the one yard line. It was like second and something, and we stopped them. You know we could have easily given up and just said you know let's screw it. We're we're losing anyway. Just let them mm-hmm. score and get fifty. But mm-hmm. from what I saw from that play. Um, I showed that they had heart, they had guts, and they didn't back down, they didn't quit. And that's all you can ask for. And to be honest with you, after the Notre Dame game, um, me and, like, two of my coworkers, like, I did the Kobe Bryant, like, fist pump or whatever when that happened mm-hmm. uh, because I was just like, there you go. Because if that was two years ago or last year, it probably wouldn't have happened. But because of that, I think that's right, that right there spoke, spoke volumes to the fan base, to our coaches, to our players that – you know, we our record may not show it, but we're getting better. And I think, uh, you know, after we lost, you know, the vibe in the locker room and on the plane, it felt like we didn't lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were all like talking and laughing, and well, I mean, we were upset we lost, but we were right. happy that we progressed compared compared to the Miami game. We've gotten better. So um, yeah, I mean, if if we lose by close by a close margin or by by large digits and if we show that we give it our best every down every play I think I will I'll be happy with it uh I think our coach will be happy with it I don't know about the fans but because uh, <laughs> they're very uh they're very uh, uptight with our guys but uh yeah I mean if we win great if we don't win then and and we give it we give it our best effort I'll be happy so. Yeah, I mean, they talked about Notre Dame. I was on the podcast and they were saying like, this was the probably the winningest loss they've ever experienced because of the progress. They were like, okay, we, we lost by how many, but I mean, it still felt like kind of a win because there was progress. And yeah. I think about for you, how closely you work with these guys. Like, are you fully invested? Are you kind of like, I'm a Seminole because I'm encouraging these guys or like you were a team guy where I'm encouraging, I'm loving on these guys despite win-lose or are you still kind of like, okay, I have a little bit of fandom in here. Like, guys, it's time to pick up a W. Like, what do we got going on here? Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan, period, wherever I go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I want our guys to win and whatnot. But, I mean, with me personally, I mean, I want them to win because if we win, my content will be, will, will quote, unquote, be good. Uh, I'll be able to do a lot of fun stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Not not that I don't do fun stuff if we lose. Uh, I mean, I may put, I may put like a clip or two from a, from uh, from one of our plays that we scored a touchdown. 
Um, once we lose really bad, like against Miami, then I won't do anything. Uh, so, uh, no, nah, I mean, I think it's just, I think uh, I'm a patient person mm-hmm. and that may sound cliche, but I mean, I'm, I, I'm very patient with the staff. I believe in Norvell, even these coaches and the players. Uh, so, you know, in due time, you know, when we start winning, we'll get there. But, uh, but yeah, overall, I'm a fan in general, but, you know, I'll take it nice and slow, as I should say. Yeah, no doubt. Jamal, I appreciate your time. I think you've given us some great insight. You're making me a little worried because I'm starting to be like, okay, well, maybe the Seminoles need a little win. Maybe, but you know, <laughs> not not today. Like, you never know. You never know. <laughs> not on Saturday, but like maybe they can, they can use a win over there. We'll see some moral victories, what have you. But please remind folks of where they can follow you and all of your work and content. Yeah, so uh, on Facebook, well, not, well, you can follow me on Facebook. My name uh, Jamal Simmons. Uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter is Jamal underscore Simmons. Uh, that's where I'm mainly at. I have a TikTok, Jamal Simmons Five. If you want to catch me on there, if anyone has TikTok, um, follow me on MySpace. J- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J A yeah MySpace.com slash J A M A L S nine one and Snapchat. Uh, my name is Jamal. Wait, you still have a MySpace for real? Yeah, I checked it last night and it's still activated. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I keep it is just so I can look at my old photos from like high school. That's the only okay. reason why I have it. And my display is still on there. My wallpaper is like Soldier Boy. You still and have your top on- eight friends? Top five. Oh, okay. Okay. Top five. So yeah, it's it's crazy. It's weird looking. I just back told on my now. age. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. I mean, I've had MySpace since like 2006. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jamal, I appreciate your time, and yeah. I certainly have enjoyed this interview. And listen, if Florida State Carolina basketball season should meet again, I would love to have you back if you will. Oh, yeah. So we could talk sure. about we could talk about Coach Hamilton for real, and then I might get a little bit more choppy because. <laughs> Carolina needs to progress in that area. So (laughs) thank you you again. I got you. Make sure you download, subscribe to Lost on Tar Heels podcast, the daily podcast that provides you all the Carolina athletic content that you need. You can subscribe anywhere. You can leave five stars, leave a review, all that good stuff. So again, want to remind you guys that the game is on Saturday at 730. Thank you again to Jamal for telling us, you know, what the other side is gearing up for. They want 1% better. They are trying to just, you know, hone in on the fact that they are progressing and it's high time that they come up with the win and you just never know. And of course, we all know any given day, Carolina can not show up and not be to its level. So we're going to try and believe that Carolina is going to be the top five team that it says it is. And you know, on paper and all the hype, it's great, but we got to get it done on the field on Saturday. So that's what we're hoping that the Tar Heels do against the Seminoles. Make sure you are tuned in, locked and loaded. You live tweet with me at Candace D. Cooper. We'll talk about it. Priceless gym of the day. Make sure you keep it all in perspective. Like Jamal was saying, you know, it's fun. It's football. It's great, but it should never be, you know, to the fanatic point where you get too obsessed about it. So let's just enjoy Saturday. Saturday, right? Like, let's just keep loving on top five Tar Heels until we can't. And we're just going to keep the ball rolling. So make sure you guys be smart, be safe out there, wear those masks, and above all else, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.